0: Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze and interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. This is Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at (laughs) bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us every Monday morning at bff.fm from 6 to 6.30. We are so back from Sundance 2020. You can hear it in our voices. (laughs) (laughs) I was about (laughs) to say, are we? Dragging along. Are we back? Yeah, I mean... Yes.
1: came in like a...
0: Feel better about being home. So much better. It's nice to be home. Yeah, I'm
1: going to be in cave for a week. Leave me alone, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, like I...
0: You haven't been home yet. I've barely been been home,
1: but I've seen... I I saw you guys like, what, four days ago? Five days ago? How long ago was that?
0: You dropped us off at like five.
1: So that was five, four and a half days ago. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was like a year ago. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. A lot has gone
2: down since then
0: Yeah, yeah But um, we're back We had had a whirlwind of a time at Sundance I feel like more so than the year before But maybe it's just because we were there a little longer Um, There were kind of some new players to the game And I think we It feels like we did more I feel like we worked a lot more than we did last time We did, well we had over 60 interviews Yeah, at um, least A couple red carpets an extra interview um, that we'll be rolling out later this week with Ruby Ibarra. So um, yeah, it was a lot. Plus, you know, trying trying to get in where we can fit in some events, some downtime, some free food, some hot tubbing. So yes, hot tubbing. We fit in some hot tubbing. So yeah, yeah. It's
1: like we couldn't even. Like our whole goal was to like record while we were there, and we just we just yeah <laughs> didn't. Yep. I mean, we, we, tri- we tried, actually, that'll probably be an episode in the coming weeks of bits and pieces from those. Cause we did try and what we came out with, I don't think any of us like not, we couldn't get a, we, we can't get a, um, um, a full three person consensus that we all want to put that one out.
0: <laughs> no. it,
1: it, it's everything's going to be lopsided. <laughs> or uneven. Well,
0: I think we have two that can at least go out. So, uh, I just want to hear the third one. That's all.
1: Well, we've got that one at the cabin too, which is. <laughs> oh,
0: our roundup or, our, with John. Well, no,
1: we got no the the one with John at the cabin. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the cabin, the, the the
0: where I got yelled at in the middle of the night.
1: No, um, oh. where we recorded in the back, our our friend French's place.
0: Oh, the oh, cabin. That cabin. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the condo.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too.
0: Yeah, that one. We'll have to see.
1: Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. We did like four so of like them. Two we did the one questionable. one after the Go-Go's. We did the one at the bar, the cabin. Right. We did the one at the cabin as the roundup. That's probably the one that's the best out of all That'll of them. That'll be the best. Yeah. And then there was the one that Ange and I did after Ange woke up, Aaron Tried to. Tried to wake up Erin at night to do something with well, us. Well, after
2: you did Snow Angel, Char did a Snow Angel at one in the morning. The best snow angel I've ever seen. And then, uh, and then I tried to... need video of
0: that, please. And then I tried to sure. wake up
2: Aaron to come record with us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We and so we've got a recording. recording. was <laughs> sort of a
0: yelling at me and talking about brand and business. It was just weird, so... Uh, which
1: doesn't... It kind of makes sense
0: <laughs> when you just... But did. I think what we recorded was good. I should have recorded that, and then we should have just put that on.
1: And then... Yeah. But, well, yeah, we've got, like... Uh, yeah, so that right there is is four, four bits... We'll but, see
0: what, we'll see what shakes out in that. It might be like a split of all four of them in one. That's that's what I'm saying. It might be bits
1: and pieces from all of that yeah. stuff that like we just recorded stuff and we thought that we could put some stuff out and it just it just never it never exactly fell that way.
0: No. But that's okay. It's
2: fine. I think when we weren't doing interviews, I just didn't feel like talking anymore. <laughs>
1: that's why it's like Well, there was I'm one tired. time Can that we, we go said we yeah, well we said we were going to go um uh, we were gonna go to the uh back to the cabin, go back to the condo, and um and record. But I think all of us ended up not wanting to really talk to each other, so we just all <laughs> went into the corners and we put headphones on. Like everybody kept saying that I stayed in the same spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well, then we'd have we movies to, to watch. We had to
0: watch movies, yeah. so that was kind of more important. Yeah.
1: I, well, yeah, and I think <laughs> what happened was everybody kind of had their spots, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, when we all would go home. I would sit at the table in front of my computer next to the printer.
0: Well, you had your whole setup, and setup. I yeah, I had that
1: set up, <laughs> and then uh, and I was had on the l- couch on the well, couch, I, and John had, was on the other I side. I had a
0: spot, and then someone took it, so I had to pick another spot.
1: And then um...
0: Kramer picked his spot. Oh, that's which right. Is my spot, <laughs> of course. Good old Kramer.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then. uh... Yeah. Ah, oh, and then the TV, you guys wanted to watch, we wanted to watch movies together, and then the TV stopped working.
0: That <laughs> eh, wasn't the worst thing, though, because it's not like we all needed to watch the same things. So. That's true. But yeah, um, we're back. There was a lot that happened. Um, we are going to uh, throw you a boner. I don't know what I'm trying to say right now. I'm already tired. Uh, throw her a boner? Yeah.
2: I'm not trying to throw her a boner.
1: Throw me a boner? No. What she said
2: her? So I thought sh-
0: you were talking no. about char <laughs>
2: Um,
0: we're gonna start you guys off with uh, our first of a million interviews from Sundance. It's with the director Lana Wilson for the film that just released this last Friday on Netflix called Miss Americana about Taylor Swift. And and our um, and our Daily Buzz Bitch John Wildman handled this interview. And you have. Anything to add to this before we uh, throw to that?
2: I really enjoyed this documentary, and I was just kind of... You know, we had to watch 30-plus films for Sundance, and I wasn't particularly as excited about this one, just because I don't know anything about Taylor Swift, and I don't really listen to her music. Not because I dislike... You know, I just don't. it's just not on my radar, because I'm old. So I was... Pleasantly surprised. I thought it was a great documentary, and I have a lot of respect for her as a writer and a storyteller and a musician. And there are a lot of scenes in this documentary. I'm going to watch it again on Netflix for sure. And there are a lot of scenes that I really enjoyed uh, watching her process. Um, so I'm glad that I got to cover this, and and Lana was great. So I hope you enjoy the interview.
3: host John Wildman, here with my co-host from Bitch Talk, Angela Tabora. And this segment, we're going to talk about the documentary premiere section film, Miss Americana. We have with us the director, Lana Wilson. Lana, it's great to have you here. Thanks for having me. All right. Tell us what Miss Americana is about.
4: Well, Miss Americana is about a a little-known singer-songwriter named Taylor Swift (laughs) as she goes through a transformational period in her life.
3: You know one of the things I think is wonderful about, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, we, it, this is the first film that Angela and I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still talking about it um, mm-hmm. several days later, to your credit. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, sh- the, the film in many ways is about her growth. And, and you would go, well, the obvious is because she started at such a young age. So, of course, it's about her growth. But it's actually about the growth of her uh, willingness to use her voice and her comfort with doing that, which I which I think was amazing. And I would like for you to start off talking about as the filmmaker, how you decided to frame her story.
4: Mhm. Yeah, well you know, when I when I first met her in twenty eighteen, kind of early twenty eighteen She was just coming out of being away from the public eye for a year, and she was coming back into the public eye, but she, you know, is someone who realized that for years she'd been living for public approval, and she wanted to change that. She wanted to kind of reconstruct her whole belief system and start to be not the person who everyone wants her to be, but the person who she wants to be, so... Basically, I started to witness this evolution of her political feminist consciousness in this incredible way. And that was what felt the most relatable and compelling to me as a director as I watched this unfold. So that was what I wanted to make the spine of the story. But it really it started with me having a lot of questions and curiosity, and the story emerged through the filming.
2: Yeah, that was one of the things that was so interesting to me because you see this dichotomy of her since she's thirteen years old, mm-hmm. writing music, playing music, and essentially pouring her heart out into these songs. Mm-hmm. She says at one point it's like opening my journal and, and reading a journal entry. So she's so open about her feelings, what she's going through, yet at the same time she's so she needs this approval and, and she, she's not unsure of herself. So like really confident in this one side of her mm-hmm, life mm-hmm. and just really so like the opposite spectrum in, in, in this other side. So mm-hmm. it was really interesting watching that battle within her.
4: Yeah, no, it's, she's someone who has always expressed the full range of emotions and with such candor and specificity and brilliance in her songwriting, but in her kind of public-facing life, in part because she's under more media scrutiny and pressure than almost any person on earth, I would say, um, and in part because of the particular expectations of women and girls who I think mm-hmm. are often expected to be nice, seek the approval of everyone, Mm -hmm. not make anyone uncomfortable with their points of view, in part because of those social expectations, it was like a leash was on her in a way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I got to see her taking the leash off.
3: Yeah, I think one, one, there are many wonderful moments, but one of those wonderful mm. moments is her sorry, not sorry moment. Yes. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's uh, my
4: personal favorite. You know, I mean, it's, just, yeah. it's just great
3: to think of like, why am I saying I'm sorry? You know, talking about in, in my house that I paid for with the songs that I wrote about my life yeah. from my diary. You know, oh, yeah. It's so, so
4: good. And isn't that relatable? Yes. I mean, I say I'm sorry about like a thousand times a day. Mm-hmm. I've had to just stop beating myself up about it. I'm just <laughs> like, that. I'll try, but I'm also not going to beat myself about constantly saying sorry because that's what women are trained to say constantly I apologize to the door when I bump into it Mm -hmm. you know
2: yeah yeah and and when it comes to really like she's such a public figure how did you gain this trust from her to to let you see these intimate sides of her that we we never have seen before yeah
4: well part of it is that she had seen my previous work so I think she understood me as a storyteller I mean I make films that are Um, often about people living in extraordinary circumstances and films about subjects that have a lot of headlines and perhaps sensational sound bites attached to them. And I try to show the complexity, the gray area, mm. and I, I like to give the audience space to come to their own conclusions. So she really mm. responded to that storytelling style and had some trust for me as a director because of that. And then the other part of it is just taking time. Yeah, she hadn't done an interview in three years. No one had ever filmed her writing songs in the studio before. So that was just a matter of building up the
3: trust over the days of shooting. Yeah, let me give you a quick shout-out mm. for your early work, as after Tiller... Uh, one of the, uh, just a sublime film uh, that takes one of the most uh, such a, a difficult complex subject, and uh, you know I had it at several of my festivals that i that 'm part of oh great and uh, you know and, and, and so it 's important to to remind people um, about, about that film I appreciate uh, that <laughs> the other thing that I want to talk about, which I think is wonderful about this film, is showing her as a working artist, mm. you know, and, and there's so many scenes where we actually see her, watch her write a song with her music supervisors or producers, be, taking their cues from her, trying to keep up with her mm-hmm. as she goes along. And we rarely see that. Yeah. And, and I think it's remarkable that she allowed you to do that, but so important because she is a writer. Yeah. And we forget mm-hmm. that. So First talk and foremost. It. Yeah.
4: yeah. I, I do think people especially people who don't really know her music or her very well, I think people might have the misconception that she's a pop star with a giant machine behind her. And what I saw was could not be more different than that. I saw one extraordinary artist who is creatively in charge of every aspect of her songwriting, the ideas, the aesthetics for the albums, the music video, in this way that I found thrilling to watch as an artist. And she has been writing songs since she was 12 years old. She's written every song she's ever recorded which is extraordinary. I mean, I think she's one of the greatest songwriters of all time and to get to see her in action is really a gift for any creative person or not creative person to just learn from the, the mix of work ethic mm-hmm. and being able to catch those moments of inspiration when they come because, you know, anyone who I think is a writer or a filmmaker or anything, you know, if the moment of inspiration comes, you have to catch it then or mm-hmm. it goes away and you forget about it. Mm-hmm. So it's, I love watching that stuff.
2: Yeah, I, ha- I have to say I, I didn't know a lot of- about her either. And mm-hmm. it really, I really gained this new level of just respect. She's the last of this dying breed of these artists that do everything and mm-hmm. touch everything. I love mm-hmm. that part when she's thinking about her ideas for this music video. Yeah. And then you, you just kind of see them side by side actually coming to fruition. Yeah. It's really powerful. Um, but I also love that, uh, as John said, she's just kind of running the show and telling these mm-hmm. men, you know, like, keep up with me, let's go. Mm-hmm. And I think for somebody who claims to you know her, her self-esteem was always an issue like I, I think once she realized her worth like yeah. you know then and
4: because and we see that strength throughout the whole thing totally we're all trying to move through the world feel confident with ourselves be true to what we believe in and I feel like I got to witness her uh gaining this incredible courage to say what she believes in in a new way
2: Because it was there all along.
4: Yeah,
3: of course it's there all along, Mm. totally. And in the lyrics, you know, and I I, I was thinking about this uh, afterwards, you know, and uh, uh, the Ken Burns documentary series on country music, Mm. uh, what what was fascinating about that is that uh, country music fans um, can at a moment's notice... Uh, recite a lyric, almost like they're reciting scripture, and you know, and, and, and so I was thinking about her, you know, because we do think of her more as a as a pop music mm-hmm. artist than a country artist, but she falls within that 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 realm of someone whose lyrics, literally, I, I was saying, you know, yeah, Chris Christopherson in in you know into uh, you know to to Dolly Parton into Taylor Swift, yep. you know, lyrically there is art there, yeah, and again that that's something that that you illuminate, uh, you know, in the film. My question also is that, again, there's so much trust that has to be had behind the filmmaker. And we've touched upon, upon that a little bit. But there's also, as a documentarian, sometimes you, you take on this 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 burden of responsibility for mm. the person that you're profiling. Mm. And and I would love for you to talk about that because, you know, it's not your first rodeo doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but talk about your, your, your thoughts, you know, as you go through the process of going, I need, I, you know, this person's trusted me. I need to tell their story the right way.
4: hmm That's a great question. And it is for any subject. You're you're asking yourself, I need to honor the trust this person has put in me and capture some fundamental truths. I mean, that's always what it is. You can't get every aspect and shade of a person into a 90 minute film. It's impossible. So you have to think, what is the theme? What is the story I want to tell? And what is the fundamental emotional truth of what this person is going through? So in order to figure that out, for me, it's a matter of First while shooting, and then while looking at the footage in the editing room, just noticing what I respond to, where you have those bizarre moments of self-recognition in the situation of someone who, on the outside, could not seem more different than you. Noticing that. Mm-hmm. Because if you're feeling that stuff, the audience will too. And for me, at first, I thought, you know, I wonder what I could possibly have in common with one of the most famous people on earth. But in the end, this felt like one of the most personal movie-making experiences I've ever had.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I think at the same time, another thing that I really took from it, and I'm hoping other people do too, is, um, with social media, the, how quick we are to judge people yeah. and you didn't speak up soon enough or you spoke up too soon or, mm-hmm. you know, letting uh, the fact that people need space to breathe and process something mm-hmm. and, and let me just think about something before I just word vomit my immediate emotions. Um, the fact that we judge people so readily, mm-hmm. um, I, I hope that people take away from that, that, you know, um, the, the pressures <laughs> that we all have, even as normal citizens, let alone as someone famous. Oh, yeah. And the, the notion that like writing one wrong thing can make or break you is just so ridiculous mm-hmm. and unfair.
4: It's so true. We, we are living in this Twitter soundbite world where we judge things in this very black and white way. And, you know, you don't get clicks by writing a nuanced headline. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. And yeah. And, it, and it's true what you say that we are all living in public now we're all putting ourselves out there constantly conscious of who likes us or not, of how we measure up. And in that way, I saw the stuff that Taylor was dealing with, not as just a celebrity challenge, but as something we're all dealing with, but on a massive global stage.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and and, and and we're going to be wrapping up soon, but I also, but following up on that, another question I had was, you know, um, you could have easily in... And, and you're so far beyond this, but in, in that behind the music kind of style, you could have mm-hmm. gone through, you could have gone through the relationships mm-hmm. that we all mm-hmm. know because, of course, as someone like her, you mm-hmm. know, we know all the relationships, mm-hmm. but you pointedly don't. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, um, you know, th- th- I, you know, I don't even know who, who, who the guy was that, that mm-hmm. was there and which I loved. Mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that, you know, that, that you kept the focus on her and we didn't devolve in that. Yes. But Talk about your in, intellectually, what you were thinking. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's it's like this is a woman who, who she is 15 years before she became famous and 15 years of her career. I didn't want to make like an illustrated Wikipedia entry of her life. And I didn't want to retread ground that's been widely covered in the media already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, what do people not know? And so the criteria for me was fundamentally, this is the story of a good girl deciding to speak out anything that is backstory or that is context has to relate to that. And, you know, as far as as far as the role of her relationship in the film, I'm glad you appreciated that. Mm-hmm. She has had so many relationships go through the private ringer. She's in this relationship now that she understandably wants to keep private, and so I really wanted to respect that while also being able to have a moment that does indicate the significance of this relationship in her life in a way that you can feel emotionally.
3: It, 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 was, it was really... It, he was finessed very, very well. Thanks. Uh, again, the film is Miss Americana, and the documentary premiere section at Sundance, and we've been talking with Lana Wilson, the director. It's been great having you here.
4: Thanks for having me. Thank you so much.
0: That was Ange's interview with Lana Wilson, who is the director of the Netflix documentary Miss Americana that features Taylor Swift. I'll have to say, um, I'm just sad that Ange had to watch this movie because I went to go see another movie at the same time, which I really wanted her to see. I really wanted to see that movie, was too. Which Justin Simeon's uh, film, Bad Hair. Uh, but at some point, we'll get to see that maybe together. That's the problem. All these
2: times overlapped with each other yeah. in terms of like films that we wanted to see and Half of half the films we wanted to see, none of us got to see because right. we're too busy. Well, we but.
1: but I will say, this time we actually got to watch movies. Yes, we got <laughs> we to watch did. more movies in, in yeah. a theater. In, in theaters, and we actually had to, I, and that maybe that was part of the craziness, is last time you guys watched a bunch beforehand and then watch, had to watch stuff at night. But this time, I mean, it was very rarely, maybe you guys had one movie each to watch last year uh, in the theater if that I only I, watched one in I total. only watched yeah.
0: one and it wasn't even for <laughs> interviews you watched one for fun yeah oh yeah because I, I had a ticket right so, that's right yeah, yeah see and I couldn't go to the one that they were going
1: to and um this time we had to you know split up the gang several times to be able to watch to cover stuff yeah to be able to cover and, and get the movies um and you know have coverage of somebody watching the movie that did the interview well so. last
2: year we didn't even know about these press and industry screenings right. at Sundance we were like which, P and I yeah <laughs> like, what are you calling us yeah they have these press and industry screenings that you just need a working press badge
1: and right. you can just go as long you as they have seats you just yeah. get
2: in line so that's great now we know for future reference Right, that's the key to getting into them because yeah. you can't get a ticket
1: well so we keep learning stuff last year we learned a lot of stuff <laughs> this year we're, we learned I think we learned 10 times more this year than we did we last year learned a lot and Real
0: excited about what we learned. <laughs> <laughs> and, Super stoked for next year.
1: And so, yeah, there's a, there's definitely a lot of different approaches we will be taking.
0: Totally. So that
1: we can do with all the other stuff.
0: So I'm going to also watch Miss Americana before we see each other again, so maybe we can chat about it more next week. I, I'm, a, I'm excited because I think John said that someone I know is actually in that documentary, and I'm glad. If it is him, he's getting some shine. Uh, because he's worked with um, Taylor Swift for a really long time. So yeah,
2: and the, those, that's those are the best scenes in the movie, in my opinion. Where when she's working with her producer and she's just like running the show, it's great.
1: Well, I I I went with Ange to the screening, and I knew that this would be. Well, because I'm a Taylor Swift fan, so I was like, okay, you know, like, oh, I knew that you know, I'd be fine. That with, was the
2: only it, one, Char. Like, because it was a lot of reading, right? You had to read about all the films, and Char mm-hmm. was like, well, there's one about Taylor Swift that'd be cool to cover. Yeah. And that was like yeah, your exactly. only comment. <laughs> well, there, the were, one, there one, were a handful. handful one movie, <laughs> but this,
1: but although it was like this was like a, the first night that we didn't have anything due yet you know like we hadn't recorded anything we hadn't This was we just came into Park City and I'm like well if there's gonna be something that I'm gonna watch cause last year I didn't even walk into a theater mm-hmm. and so I was like if I'm gonna walk in and watch one movie I might as well watch something that's interesting you know that I know that I might enjoy knowing that you like you weren't you're like kind of indifferent either way. But then in the very opening scene, uh, it was about, it talked about uh, Taylor Swift was talking about herself journaling. And one of her uh, journals on the front said, uh, Bad bitch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were getting Taylor Swift. So I'm like, oh, cool. I haven't seen the movie, but I'll have something to talk to her about. But we didn't get her.
1: But uh, yeah, no, so, oh.
0: So that's another thing to talk to her about once we get her on the mic. <laughs> that Bad day. Bitch Journal. <laughs> But one day.
1: Anyways, yeah, I got to see that one, and I thought that was the only thing I was going to see. I walked out of there going, I'm not going to have time to see anything Little else. Little did you know. Little did I know I was going to see the Don't rip it in. Yeah. We'll talk Hopefully about that. we'll get to see it. We'll talk about that another point. time.
0: Yeah. Um, so thanks for listening. That's our first real interview segment out of Sundance 2020. Go see Miss Americana on Netflix.
2: You don't even have to go anywhere. Just,
0: you're sitting All right. there already. Just, Just sit on your, open your Netflix. And, <laughs> and, yeah. press a button. There That's you go. Beauty. Never mind. Uh, you can find us at BitchTalkPodcast.com. You can also find us every Monday morning from 6 to 6.30 on BFF.fm. We are powered by Go-To Productions. Bitch, please.